to Grit Iron Campbell, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by two members of the collective, Donnie D.P. Peters and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuara. If you haven't already, go back and check out our quarterback and running back prop podcast. We brought them to you the last two weeks, and we'll be rounding out our props with the wide receivers today. Also, a bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already, we are switching our RSS feeds. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, however you are doing so, be sure to look for Grid Iron Gamble. You'll see another feed pop up. You'll see uh, some sharp sides, some roto grinders in there. So just be sure to subscribe to that because this feed is closing come week one. We're nearly there. Boys and girls, the regular season is on the horizon. And like I said, we're giving you one more batch of props today. Mo, you brought a a quarterback prop to the running back prop last week. Do you have some kind of Flacco wildcat prop this week? One time. Begging for it. No, I was thinking about some Alvin Kamara TV leader. (laughs) Bullshit, though. What about you, DP? I saw that Tom Brady, This it really pains me that Tom Brady's good at Twitter. And he posted a photo of him catching a ball in training camp, saying that he's a PPR threat. Any Brady receiving props that we can get forward? Uh, no, unfortunately, forward. I don't think the books listed them, or else <laughs> I would have been all over them. I mean, he in that preseason game last night, he looked like he was running really, really well for, for Tom Brady. So, you know, maybe it's all that avocado ice cream that's uh, going to his legs. The doctor that's not a doctor. Alex, when does the the thirty for thirty on Alex Guerrero come out? I mean, that guy. I'm 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 shocked that that guy <laughs> has not been popped for something. I mean, he has been popped for something. He tried to sell concussion water one time. He had Brady Hawk in that like a couple of years ago. I mean, the whole thing is just wild and spooky. I think is the right word. Um, so yeah, it just seems like you know one of the one of those a guy like that is is going to get busted at some point, but. I mean, the drug dealers are always ahead of the police. That's like kind of the common thing. So maybe they're just better than everyone else. Although Julian Edelman did get popped. So yeah. there was that. And he's he's a Brady guy. He's a Guerrero guy. So, you know, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, shit, this is bad news for Brady. But it didn't didn't do anything. If there was ever going to be a fall guy, it was going to be Jules, though. Right. He would take many. Well, yeah. or, or, you know, like Danny Amendola or like, you know, some other guy. Julian Edelman would take many bullets for TB12. All right, let's get right into it. Wide receivers. Mo, let's kick it to you. You started things off last week. Start us off again. You said before we hit the record button, and I agreed with you, that these props were a little sharper than last week, a little harder to find value. But where did you find value with these wide receiver props? It's tough, man. I I, I think maybe wide receivers are a little easier to project um could be wrong but uh yeah i i i didn't find a lot that i loved um one that i do think i like pains me a little bit as it's against my chiefs and i'm looking at an under here i kind of like i think i think it was FanDuel that had the better line here um let me double check here but I believe it was 
under nine and a half touchdowns on Tyreek Hill. Um, it, one of them had nine and a half. One of them had nine. Okay, it was actually it was DraftKings. DraftKings has under nine and a half for Tyreek Hill touchdowns. And this one's interesting because I've said in the past that it's clear that Tyreek Hill does have a true talent for producing long TDs, which, you know, like coming into last year, the analytics community was shouting down his um, ADP in fantasy because he had scored so many long touchdowns the year before. Well, guess what? He scored four more long touchdowns of 50 yards or more. And that's, we're just talking receiving there. It's, it is clear he, he can do this more than a projection system is going to think he can. But at the same time, um, he scored three touchdowns last year on kind of gimmicky pitch plays in the in the red zone, like inside the five. I don't know if that's going to be a thing again. I feel like teams are going to be game planning a lot harder for that play. And even if they, even if the Chiefs are still running that, it's not guaranteed that he's going to be the target on these. Um, especially with something Nicole, I feel like that's kind of a role they can throw him in, get him some touches get him some TDs and, and kind of build his confidence. Um, it's in general, another mouth to feed with him. Apparently it sounds like he's going to have some sort of role in the offense. Um, Tyreek Hill isn't the team's top red zone target. That's Travis Kelsey by quite a bit. He had, I believe it was 10 or so more targets in the red zone. It was like plus one. It was like a 1.5 X what Hill had. Um, and then you bake in any sort of regression from Mahomes that happens. Um, also, the Chiefs have a fairly tough um, pass defense schedule. Uh, Warren Sharp's numbers have the pass defense schedule as the 20th easiest. So I think there's a lot of arrows kind of pointing to the under here. They did bring the number down from last year. Last year, he scored uh, 12 and they brought it down to nine and a half here. I still like the under. I think he just doesn't get thrown the ball that often in the red zone and a lot of weapons on this Chiefs team, and I do think there is something to not projecting too many 50-plus-yard touchdowns. And you bring up the number 5-0 there, and you brought it up in your analysis in general. The Chiefs' regression is probably the most... Uh, to me, uh, the most important point here. Because you're right, Tyree Kill is kind of a model buster. His style of play, his double-digit yards per target uh, projection, like he's just a guy that is never going to average out to the mean because his skill set and what he does, it's just really hard for the numbers to kind of project correctly. But the 50 touchdowns that Pat Mahomes threw for last year, that's a number that certainly can come down. Uh, Travis Kelsey, for sure, the red zone target there. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, nine guys had double-digit touchdowns last year in the receiving category. That seems like, it's like the golden number is 10 touchdowns. So it seems like fading those double digits is the sharp side, but Tyreek being so good, that offense being so good. This is this is razor, razor thin, but I think you're you're barely on the right side. What what about you, DP? Um, I mean, first of all, I like most side on the under of Tyreek Hill. I, I agree with him. 
um, in terms of what I was looking at. So I, I want to preface this by saying that I went in trying to look for some unders that I was going to key on, um, just picking up on Mo's uh, identifying an under there. But everything I found was pointing me to overs, and I feel kind of dirty about it I was going to say all. Sharp Donnie, RIP <laughs> Sharp Donnie. We had him for two weeks, now he's gone. But so one one of the ones that that I'm I'm looking at, and this this flies in the face of everything that I want to believe on the surface, um, and that's Antonio Brown. Now he's not listed at FanDuel or DraftKings, but Stations Casinos here in Vegas has him up. They have the over under uh, at eleven hundred and twenty five and a half yards. Now I mean, listen, this guy's a grade A clown. I think that we've seen that on full display throughout this whole preseason with the feet thing and the crowd therapy and the fact that he doesn't want to play last season he shot himself out of town now he's got the whole helmet issue like all that sort of crap but 1125 yards for antonio brown is just way too low. i mean i feel like falling out of bed this guy's gonna get that um i mean I'm, I'm not worried about you know volume or the yardage that he puts up or anything like that i'm more worried about the fact that this guy just keeps his head on straight and plays a full 16 games but even if he does that um, these last three seasons, uh, when he was over in Pittsburgh, uh, he didn't even play a full 16-game regular season, and he still blew this number out of the water every single time. Uh, last year, 15 games. The year before that, 14 games. And the year before that, 15 games. And in the, in the year that he played 14 games, he actually had the most yards out of those three years with 1,533. Um, so I, I like the over here. I, I don't feel like there's much competition in Oakland to take away – uh, you know, yards, receptions, whatever it may be for Antonio Brown. I know that that also works the other way in the fact that, um, you know, defense can key on him better. But Antonio Brown, to me, seems like such just an absurd talent. The guy is really, really, really good. Again, as long as his head is on straight, I love the over here. It's at Station Casinos in Vegas. So if you do have availability to some of the Vegas books, you can find that line out here. And I'm assuming it's going to be popping up at FanDuel and DraftKings later on. Um, but by that point, we'll be close to the season and the line might be a little bit more inflated um, because of it. You do have to lay minus 135, but uh, I'll do it for you know a smaller bet because it's something that I like. I think a lot of people are going to be taking the under here just with all the negative news that's been surrounding Brown through this preseason. I'm going to piggyback off you there and go to, straight to narrative. I was going to leave this one for last, but one of my three, and this is a little takey. I don't know how much I really believe in this or if I just am here giving a fun take, but I've got Antonio Brown plus 2,000 to win the receiving title. I'm betting on talent here, right? All the things that DP said hold water. This dude is a head case. Are his feet okay? Is his helmet situation squared away? Is the Raiders offense any good? Can Derek Carr throw a football like a professional should? Can John Gruden call a game like a professional head coach should? These are all question marks. But we know one thing. Antonio Brown is really, really good at football. Two-time receiver champ. Uh, and he finished second in 2015 despite having 1,800 yards because Julio somehow had 1,871. Uh, again, Mo and I were talking about uh, some of these bets, and especially this one. Uh, who's going to lead the league in receiving. And if you look back at the history, it's all elite receivers. And recent history, it's been Julio and A.B. basically going back and forth. If you look at the people in the neighborhood of A.B. in terms of these futures to lead the league, it's Keenan Allen and Adam Thielen. They're both plus 2,200. Love both those guys. They're absolute surgeons when they get into their routes. But they're not Antonio Brown. They can't hold this dude's jock. So... 
this is very narrative driven. This is very takey. But this is probably the only time you're ever going to be able to get Antonio Brown at this price to lead the league in receiving. So I'm one upping Donnie's over 1100 and picking Brown to lead the league. Mo, react to both those takes. Where are you at on Antonio Brown? I think it's reasonable to to think this stuff. Um, I don't know how I feel about the move out of Pittsburgh, though. I mean, that's just like such an ideal situation that I, I just don't know if that can really be overcome when it comes to leading the league. As far as just surpassing his total, um, I think that's a little more reasonable to think might happen. And I think it's probably fine. I'm looking at a um, a line. The only one I could find is um, on a book we don't talk about. The unsavories. <laughs> and uh, I'm seeing a number around 1,200. So if Donnie seeing 1,150, that's that's pretty good. 1,125, uh, even better. Yeah, I think Knock that's... that quarter off. I think that's a nice line. Uh, I think there's just enough talent on the Raiders. I think he's in a, a good situation to max out, I guess. Like, I think there's just enough surrounding talent with, like, Tyrell Williams, who we like. Um, something Hunter Renfro to gobble up a few in the slot. Something Renfro. And, and Derek Carr just being, like, an okay quarterback to, like... To get him a lot of yards with without having so little talent that like he's the only focus for the defense, if that makes any sense. I think he's kind of somewhere in that in that medium, like in, in the in the good zone where he's probably gonna come close to maxing out uh as long as he's on the field. So I, I'm okay with this over, I think, a given especially how bad the Raiders defense should be once again. This has to be target funnel season, right? I mean, this has to be Gruden wanting to prove to the world that trading for Brown was right. Like, there's no doubt that Brown is a top-five target guy this year, right? I mean, that's got to be some of the thinking throughout this preseason, too. Like, they can't just blow this guy off because he has to prove oh, yeah. <laughs> that the trade works. So that's why he's been got to massage out the ego. Yeah, these public-facing statements that are super positive and in support of him. Like, they're backing him up on the helmet thing instead of being like, you know, just put your stupid helmet on, man. Yeah, right. like, you know, like, and Gruden's like that. He's like the guy who would say that out of like any coach. He doesn't seem to give a crap. He's like a very old school guy and just that's how he treats things. So the fact that they are supportive of him, they know they got to massage that ego. They know they got to also prove that this this trade worked because they they gave up, a, you know, a good amount. They brought him in. So it's this whole thing. So, I, yeah, I think that they got to just feed this guy the ball. And they got to keep him happy, too. If he's not getting the share, he's going to be unhappy and he's probably going to blow up. So they got to feed him. All right, I snuck one in there. So back to you, Mo. Give us another receiver prop you like. Another one I'm looking at that I'm curious to see what you guys think here. Um, I need something to, to push me in to fire this, maybe. Allen Robinson under 900 and a half receiving I'm in. Yards. I'm in, Mo. Sign me up. Um, <laughs> Let's go. I think this one, I got, I keep getting mixed up which books I'm getting these at. Um, you're at DraftKings at at FanDuel. It's eight eighty five point five. Yeah, that was it. Was it's, it's almost slightly. like Donnie's looked at this prop before or something. Um, so last year he had one hundred and fifty yards under this number, while being the team's top target. 
which I don't think he can count on, given how kind of flat the target share is in uh, Chicago. Um, and he also stayed relatively healthy. Uh, 13 games played last year. I don't think it's really reasonable to project more than that for, I mean, maybe like one or two more, you know, but like I think you kind of have to bake in that most players are going to get nicked up at at some point uh, in a position where you're getting hit a decent amount. Um, I mean, and he had a pretty solid average, 13.7 yards per catch. So I don't think like he's under where he should be there. Um, and then if you bake in some regression from Trubisky, which I mean, I'm just throwing out regression from Mahomes as like something that could happen. I'm not saying I that necessarily think it will happen, but I think we all do think some regression will happen with Trubisky. Um, I think he probably came pretty close to maxing out this offense last year. And like I said, and Robinson was still 150 yards under this. And then you also look at one final thing and that's Chicago has the fourth toughest slate of opposing pass defenses. Um, according to uh, Warren Sharp's numbers. So a lot um, of things kind of working against Allen Robinson here. Um, and I haven't even mentioned that, you know, most of the kind of like advanced metrics and whatnot have pretty much hated him the last couple of years. So Brett Bertmanotti absolutely hates a Rob. Yeah. So, I mean, if Chicago is looking at this stuff, they're likely, I think we can expect maybe some less targets. I think a lot of people seem to be expecting um, Anthony Miller to kind of take a bigger role in the offense. He was kind of right there, not too far below uh, A-Rob last year. So I think, you know, and they also drafted Riley Ridley in the fourth round. You know, it's possible he... uh, take some of the more downfield receptions. That's kind of the only thing that makes me a little leery is I don't know who else is catching the ball down the field for this team. But given how kind of inefficient he's been, it's kind of seems doubtful they're going to like really be throwing deep all that much to him. So I think I do like this one, although the number is kind of on the low side from what you would expect from a guy who's kind of considered to be the top option on his team. But maybe he won't be. DP, jump in. You seem like you're ready to go with this one. I mean, this guy, this this guy's. First of all, I'm looking through the numbers, and I'm like, all I was thinking about is I need to watch the 2015 season because what the hell happened to this guy? He had 1,400 yards. He had 14 touchdowns. Like, like what were people just not covering this guy? Because he's not good. He's like, he's not that good. Like to be a number one receiver. I, I mean. A lot of things that Mo said, I, I, I'm on board with, you know. So I was thinking about the Trubisky thing, just specific to that point. So one side of me says, okay, regression to Trubisky, yeah, totally get it. I mean, we talked about that on a previous podcast. Um, so so I'm in, in on that front. But I also was thinking, you know, if if Trubisky progresses and, and gets better, what's that going to mean? I think that means that he – is able to better identify coverage and better go through his reads, which I don't think necessarily helps A-Rob because he's his first read, you know? And if you have people like Anthony Miller, who I'm I'm high on, I mean, I'm not through the roof on, but I think that he's a really good player and he fits the system better. 
in Chicago for at least what Nagy's trying to do, where he's trying to kind of go dink and dunk and quick hittings and that sort of stuff. And I think A-Rob is more of like an outside guy who kind of wants to go a little bit more down the field. So I just don't think that that meshes well. So even if Trubisky does do all right, I'm not so sure that that helps A-Rob's skill set. Um, I know the number's low, but this is a spot where, you know, I feel like, I mean, you guys always tell me, pinch the nose and make the bet, like, could, because this is what I believe in. I mean, I don't, I don't think that this guy is going to be blasting through a thousand yards. I don't think that that ceiling's there at all. You know, I think that uh, we're getting an extra 15 yards of value if you go with DraftKings versus FanDuel. Um, so I, I like it all around. I mean, I just don't think A-Rob overall is is that good. I mean, the injury factor for him is a thing. I think that he's kind of on the softer side where he can get dinged up. Um, I mean, I, they love to give the ball to Tariq Cohen however they can. They're going to have David Montgomery, who's going to be a bit better than the plotter that is Jordan Howard. So overall, I just think everything in Chicago is kind of working against A-Rob excelling and beating this number. So that's why I would be on the under here. Yeah, I mean, where's he getting these extra targets from? He 94 last year, like Mo said, they added the third Ridley brother. You're thinking Anthony Miller is going to take some sort of step. They added a pass-catching running back in Singletary in the draft. You've got Trey Burton one year in, knowing the offense a little bit more. Like 94 targets in that range seems like his cap. So is he just going to increase his efficiency, which, like Mo said, is something that everyone's always pointed at? Doesn't seem likely. And overall, Mo, correct me if I'm wrong, it's usually these shorter ones It's on the, uh, on the spectrum. They usually, these short lines, there's some value in unders, and the higher lines, there's value in overs because the perception is, well, it's so low. How could they go even lower than that? And on the high end, it's the, the reverse. It's so high. How could they ever exceed this? Seems like that's that's something that's uh, reoccurring. That can definitely happen in some cases. I feel like on the very extreme is like the most kind of strong example of that. Like I was looking at Julio's number. And I was like, oh, 1,500. How can you even project 1,500 yards? And then you and look at like, his, his numbers and you're like, oh, okay, that's why. Yeah, and then you're like, well, shit. He's kind of got to get 1,500 <laughs> yeah. by just like going out there and playing football unless something happens like he gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah, Julio is hilarious. I did the exact same thing. I was like, oh, this is slam dunk. How's he ever going to reach this number? Oh, wait, he's Julio. He's always reaching that number. All right. DP, was Allen Robinson one of yours? Or do you have another one? He was. Uh, he was, but I did write down two other ones. Go for um, it. I, I will say that I did look at the Julio one, and I was thinking of doing a correlation play with the over on Ridley and the under on Julio. But then I was like, well, I have no idea. Julio could have t- 2,200 yards for all I know. Like, this, the guy's ceiling is The goat, yeah. Um, so uh, one place that I did look um, is kind of similar to the, to the Ridley-Julio-Jones aspect is over in Tampa Bay with Chris Godwin. Um, I like the over on 950.5, which is at DraftKings. Um, it's 10 yards less than what you can find over at FanDuel. So there's no Deshaun Jackson. That's I think he had like 775 yards last year. Not that that's amazing, but that's yardage that needs to go somewhere. There's no Adam Humphreys. Um, he had another 800. So that's that's between them, it was almost 1,600 yards. That needs to go somewhere, right? I don't think that's going to be Brashad Perryman. Like, I don't think he's going to be just eating it up. Who's I, that? I think that? Never heard of that yeah, guy. Yeah. 
exactly the, the fake, fake player the fake player that is Prashad Perryman like he's gonna he's gonna catch like he's gonna have like one game where he gets like five for 80 and a touchdown or two and like everyone's gonna be like oh my gosh Prashad Perryman pick him up in fantasy like that guy's he's not that good but for whatever reason he's listed as the number two wide receiver on the depth chart that I was looking at so I'm just confused well, that's because Godwin um, Godwin's technically gonna blame I think he's played an absurd amount like 60 or 70 percent just I'm pulling numbers out of my butt but it's been a high frequency of slot snaps which is actually good for you in this prop because those are the easiest yards to generate. Yeah. And, and I think that we would all agree. I know, I know Brett would, if he was here that, that we like Godwin, he's talented, he's good. He deserves more than he gets in a lot of cases. Um, and Mike Evans is that big outside receiver, take the top off the defense type of guy, which, you know, Godwin's everything that Godwin does works very well to comp complement that. Um, so I also think that, that, the, you know, the bucks are, at least last year, and I think they're going to be similar to last year, but they, I mean, their defense was dreadful. They were getting shredded all over the field. All they needed to do was just pass, pass, pass. So I think that that helps um, Godwin's volume here. And then also, I mean, for what it's worth, I know this isn't a huge thing because I'm not totally bought in on him, but Jameis Winston's in a contract year, and this is like, this is make it, make it or break it in terms of like what happens with him in terms of uh, being Tampa Bay's quarterback. I mean, they gave him, it's like 20 million this year for like a one-year option or whatever, and and after that, he's he's an unrestricted free agent. So he needs to prove to them that he's good and he's their guy going forward and he's their guy for the future. And he's still very young. And, you know, even if he doesn't end up with Tampa Bay going forward, I think he's going to end up somewhere else and be all right. Um, that said, he needs to get his act together, which I think just can help motivate him, which helps Godwin then um, come off of that. So I think this number is low enough. Uh, I mean, 950.5. I mean, like – if I'm thinking Godwin versus Allen Robinson, I mean, I think Godwin's just going to blow Allen Robinson out of the water. The talent is far superior to me. Um, I think he works better in the offense. He works better with everything that Tampa Bay is going to be doing there. So I like the Godwin over 950.5. Have to make the obligatory Bruce Arians reference as well. I mean, that dude just loves throwing vertically. Even if Godwin's in the slot, he's just going to be throwing the ball all over the field. And on top of all that, according to Sharp Football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the easiest schedule of pass defense opponents. Thank you, NFC South. So, I mean, I love Godwin. I, I can't, at this point, I can't objectively talk about Chris Godwin. I have him in too many keeper dynasty leagues, so I, I stayed away. I'm, I'm already far too invested in this kid. He's an awesome player. Speaking of somebody I'm invested in, this is a player that I've given plenty of takes on, whether it be this podcast or in the chat. So it's not surprising that I like the over on Brandon Cook's receiving yards, 1,050 and a half. Absolutely one of my favorite players. Excellent route runner. He's a total burner. And even at his size, he can go up and high point the ball. He's probably the most overlooked receiver in the league right now because all the attention for the Rams either goes to Sean McVay, who's a genius, or Todd Gurley because his knee is broken. Uh, but Cooks is just so good. Since his sophomore season, Cooks has never dipped below 1082 in terms of receiving yards, and he's averaged 1,149 per season. That's 100 more than this mark. His nadir, that 1082 year, was with the Patriots, and that's understandable since Brady can't throw the ball past the sticks. Uh, Cooks has averaged 10.3 yards per target 
last year with the Rams, but let's work with his career average, which is 9.4, which means he needs 111 targets to get to this number. He's never had fewer than 114 again, New England, and he had 117 last year, his first year in L.A. Now, I know a lot of you out there, you might be driving in your car, you might be walking on the treadmill, you might be Mo and Donnie waiting to interject, and you're screaming, what about Cooper Cup? What about the targets that are going to go to the GOAT, Cooper Cup? Well, Cooper Cup missed eight games last year. He had 55 targets those first eight games. So, yeah, where are those 50 targets coming from? Let's give him, you know, around 110, just like Cooks had last year. Well, to me, the prime candidates are Todd Gurley, for obvious reasons, the injury concerns. He had 81 targets last year. And then Bobby Woods. Bobby Woods had 130 targets last year, playing 55% of his snaps from the slot. And we know that Cooper Cup is the slot god. 74% of Cup's yards last year came from the slot, and five of his six touchdowns were when he was in the slot. So I'm thinking Bobby Woods gets moved around. His targets come down. Todd Gurley, with the injury, gets less involved. His targets go down, and that's how we get Cup back to 100. Brandon Cook stays flat, gets to his 110 or so, and busts through this 1050. Love me some Brandon Cooks. Give me the over. Somebody tell me I'm wrong. No, I, I don't mind. I, I just I, I looked at this too, and I just felt like it, it could go one way or the other too much. Um, so I just avoided it altogether. Um, but but I also feel like Brandon Cooks doesn't need a ton of targets to get a ton of yardage because he well one he's a really good route runner and he can break anything and he's super fast so he can go down the field. So I like the fact that he doesn't necessarily need you know a massive target share to be able to hit a high amount of, of yards. I mean, that's a, a lot of that is, is what Tyreek Hill does. You know, he doesn't need a shit ton of targets. He can just go down the field and just be a burner. I think that Brandon cooks has a bit of that in him as well. Mo, I know you love you some Bobby Woods. Yeah. Robert Woods is the man. <laughs> gets open constantly. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, I mean the, the Rams it's, one thing that you always love about them when you're trying to fire an over is that they are one of the teams that, that keeps throwing when they're ahead. Like yeah, they just blasting. do not. Yeah. So that's like really key. And especially because, you know, they're projected to have one of the higher win totals. They're projected to have one of the easier schedules. So you're going to need them to keep throwing. So I think if you're going to fire an over, that's the, the type of mindset you want to have in the coach. All right, Mo, give us your final wide receiver props. If you have a couple, just, Sawed off shotgun, blast them off. Did not have much. Um, I was just looking at um, the lines for, I wanted to give the people maybe something to sweat season long, you know, like uh, top receiving yards leader, top touchdowns leader. I think I like Michael Thomas 20 to 1 most regular season receiving touchdowns. Uh, that's the number on FanDuel. It's pretty close on DraftKings. It's 18 to 1. This one, there's a few things pointing up and a few things pointing down for Michael Thomas. Um, the biggest thing is that he was, last year, the number three most targeted player in the red zone, and he was insanely efficient with those targets. I mean, nobody's even in his ballpark, uh, aside from Alvin Kamara. So there's got to be something 
that the Saints are doing that's just making this so, so much more efficient than what anyone else is doing in the red zone. Like, Well, just having those two guys on the field at the same time, you know? It's just unreal. Like the numbers he's putting up, like the other receivers that are that are uh, right there with him, it's like Devontae Adams, uh, Juju, um, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. These guys are all sitting like around sixty-ish percent ballpark um, catch percentage of their of their red zone targets. And then you got Michael Thomas over eighty percent. I mean, this guy, he. As crazy as it sounds, that, that probably means they should be throwing at him more. And then you look at what um, the Saints have on the field, and there's just not much. I mean, they ran they ran in for kind of a disproportionate number of their touchdowns last year. And I think, if anything, you just kind of regress that to the mean just a tad and say that they're going to probably throw for a few more touchdowns this year, and you just look at who they have target-wise and it's pretty much Michael Thomas or bust. I mean, go Jared Michael Cook. Thomas. Go Jared Cook. Yeah, you got Kamara. You got Jared <laughs> Cook. I mean, there's just not much here as far as. Um, so I think they're going to have to kind of get creative and scheme up some ways to get Thomas some looks. And, you know, if they do, uh, I think given the volume he gets, we know he's going to have the the catch volume in general. Um, he's not the biggest body in the red zone, but it just does not seem to matter. They still want to throw to him there, uh, clearly, based on the numbers last year, and they're right to. So um, I think there's maybe a little bit of value there at 20 to 1. I don't mind gambling on Adam Thielen north of 30 to 1 either. He's at 38 to 1 on DraftKings. Seems okay. Um, he had kind of. What, what about what you would expect last year? He scored nine touchdowns, and that's kind of about. Um, where he probably should have been. And, you know, that was six off the leader. Uh, if you're getting close to 40 to one, I think it's probably enough in the ballpark that um, it's playable. DP, what you got? Uh, my last one is so, I mean, it's Devontae Adams. So I, I've been pretty, it's been pretty evident that I'm high on the Packers. I mean, I talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier. I talked about the Packers on the, on the futures podcast. I talked about uh, Aaron Jones, you know, a couple weeks ago. So I'm just high on this team in general. Um, Adams is uh, over under uh, at Fanduel is 1280.5. He's also 1280.5 at stations in Vegas, but, but the, the juice is minus 125 there versus the minus 110 that FanDuel is offering. And then at DraftKings, it's 1,300.5. So, I mean, Adams beat this number by 105 yards last season. He only played 15 games. Um, I think that, uh, first of all, I mean, Adams is a really good wide receiver. He's big. He runs routes well. He works very, very, very well with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I think that the whole Rodgers aspect with the fact that he has a lot riding on this season, just the fact that he – Ran the old coach out of town. Now he's got a new coach in town, and he needs to show out and basically prove to the world that he's the guy, and it was the coach's problem, not his problem. Um, so I, I like everything that they have going for them. Um, I think that some of these other wide receivers that they have are going to step up a little bit in the sense that they allow defenses to have to – or force defenses to have to look elsewhere as opposed to just um, focusing on Adams. I think that he's in for a really big year, and I just like the over on 1280.5 over at uh, FanDuel. You love you some Packers this year. I, I'm, I'm high on them all around. I mean, I like them to win the Super Bowl. I like Aaron Rodgers props. I like Aaron Jones props. I mean, I really like this team. I think that they have a good shot to – 
not only come out of the NFC, but then also go on to win the Super Bowl. Something Matt LaFleur. One thing I should say real quick. I apparently was looking at the wrong chart. Chicago's actually 10th easiest pass efficiency defense. So I guess throw that into your, uh, bake that into your, into your projection. But uh, Oh, Mitchell Trubisky yeah, 4,000 like, then. We were wrong. Still like Alvin, uh, Allen Robinson under. All right, I'll give you my last one. And I hate to end this negatively because I love this kid. I love Juju. He's awesome. But I'm taking the under on 1350 and a half yards. Look, I have him in on Dynasty team. I took him in the second round of a startup draft last year. Love watching this kid every Sunday. But I think the math and his quarterback are kind of really going to bring him down this year. He was fourth in the NFL in targets last year. So I know Antonio Brown has been shipped across country, but where are the additional targets coming from? I think they stay flat. And then if you look at the offense as a whole, nobody had more attempts last year than Ben Roethlisberger, 600 and 75. So likely to have a regression in pass attempts, probably flat targets. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger's skill set is certainly diminishing. And on top of all that, Sharp Football projects that Pittsburgh will face the second hardest pass defense schedule this season. Uh, Juju was healthy for all 16 games last year and cleared this mark by just 70 yards. So there's that as well. Love the kid. I think this is a razor-sharp line, but I don't see the volume increasing for Juju, even though AB's gone, as crazy as that sounds. And I think as the offense comes down a little bit, I think Juju's yards will still come. He can still go 100 for 1,210 and have an amazing season and miss this prop by 150 yards. So taking the under on Juju, even though I love the kid. What do you guys think? I feel like he's got to max out pretty hard to hit this over. Um, yeah, I mean, great talent, no doubt, uh, and in a pretty good to possibly fantastic situation. Um, that being said, they there are like there are other targets that have some upside in this offense, and like this is a little fantasy takey, so it's like kind of a little off of this, but you know. Uh, they probably really want to get James Washington worked in there. They drafted this kid, Deontay Johnson, in the third round. I mean, they're not using high draft picks on these guys, so they can sit around and watch Juju be the best receiver uh, in the league. Uh, these guys could have fairly large roles. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm in agreement with you here. It's not something that you're going to be excited to sweat, and it's not something that you're going to feel great about when you click on it, but it's probably pretty hard for him to clear this number. I would guess like, I think almost everything would have to go right. Yeah. And I've been saying it for years. The Drew Brees cliff is coming, but where's the Roethlisberger cliff? I mean, we saw it last year. I mean, we see it every year. I feel like at least his last couple of years, that guy is dreadful back there. He just kind of plowed through it with volume, but in terms of, efficiency it's just horrifying watching i mean i think he relies on or at least he has relied on in these past few seasons supremely talented options around him i mean he had antonio brown and levy on bell for a chunk of years he had juju smith schuster who's come on recently like he has or he has always had a lot of talent 
And you know, is, I mean, some some of these passes that he throws, it's like, what in the universe is that? Yeah, is it me or when you close your eyes and think about big plays you've seen, it's always the schoolyard broken play. Ben is somehow scrambling around and just throws it as far as he can, and Antonio Brown catches it. Like, you mean is, when, Anto- it when Ben Roethlisberger closes his eyes and throws the football? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what happens. Yeah, he literally just is running around. People are He's too big, so people are just like bouncing yeah. off of him. And then he just chucks up this duck, and somehow it's like Antonio or Juju like 40 yards down the field scoring a touchdown. It's like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like every Sunday. Yeah, it's it. I, again, love Juju, but I think the world is slowly crumbling around him, and I, I, I don't see the road for him getting any more volume in this offense. And those are the wide receiver props. Follow these guys on Twitter at Donnie underscore Peters and at Mo Nuara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. We're going to give you some fantasy takes next week to get you prepared for Labor Day weekend. That's when most drafts occur, so be on the lookout for that. And then the following episode, guys... We will be making our first Super Contest card of the season. Get pumped. I know I am. The fake football is ending soon, and the real stuff's right around the corner. Until then, peace. Out. Out.